0: hey siri Uh uh-huh take me to the joe beaver show 1240 joe radio
1: one option is joe crow reservoir in oregon is that the one you're looking for
0: no which the joe beaver the joe beaver show 1240 joe radio on it it's a destination people have sought for generations
2: are we near oregon
3: take my wagon train to the willamette valley in oregon be sure
0: to come prepared
2: i'm
4: fascinated
5: i'm fascinated too Right on the
0: arm. And with the proper gear.
5: Shall
6: we select our masks?
0: And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad
7: and his mysterious phone
8: calls. Uh.
0: <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those
8: phone calls put you through college.
0: As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. Chapel is the COVID. And know this. John and Mike will celebrate when you get here
6: when
4: you arrived at the Joe Beaver show
2: 1240 Joe good morning everybody good morning thank you Siri thank you and welcome in <laughs> yeah Mike Parker with John Warren good to be with you on this Tuesday in a short week for Joe Beaver shows the phenomenon of beaver baseball on so many levels is back. It also means that with president's day yesterday and the day off from your usual stuff in the morning and for this show and with Beaver baseball back in surprise at four and O taking on Xavier Thursday, Friday and Saturday with early games, all of them including Thursday and Friday, no Joe Beaver shows those days. So, we There's have reason for it. Yeah, absolutely. We have today and tomorrow to talk about many things, including Beaver baseball, including a conversation coming up shortly with Ron Callen, who, <laughs> I don't know how he does He's he. multi-talented. He does so many things so well, but I'm not sure he's ever done anything better than, in a sense, discovering, and as a tribute, and I, I want to have Ron sort of rehearse with us when he joins us at 1130 today how it all began because it's become an absolute phenomenon that he is, he sings national anthems in so many tongues for so many different players. It's just amazing to me. He, it's expected now. And you know, I, I don't know what the toughest will ever be. I mean, if, if we ever get a player, you know, coming over from, from a country, where, I mean, the language is a Slavic tongue, the, uh, the Spanish. Uh, I'm not sure if, if Paraguayan exactly, if there's a, if there's a dialect or a vernacular he kind of had to learn compared to other right, things he's right. done, I don't know. But uh, the, to me, it's I, difficult uh,
5: Russian sure. or Asian languages because the Asian languages are more on vowels and sounds instead of yeah, I, the, you know, just listen to the word, how it's spelled, what you may can do maybe can do with the Slavic and I was sort of others. getting
2: to that idea, Doc, that if if the Beavers sign a player from Japan or, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. That could be, the, in terms of the level of difficulty. got to be. <laughs> I would think it would be pretty high on <laughs> to that To be just like you and me, and then just go and learn something like that. Ron's going to share with us a little bit about the methodology. Yeah. And the fact that it's a good thing for Ron that he lives in Tigard in mm-hmm. respect to his ability to learn how to pronounce words in different tongues. If he lived in Corvallis, he wouldn't get too deep into the lesson because, as we well know, one of the beauties of our town in Corvallis, and it's true, I'm sure, for the most part in Albany too, maybe not quite as much as Mm -hmm. in Corvallis, but one of the selling points to potential assistant coaches over the years that we've (laughs) talked with, in football in particular, one of the selling points for whomever the head coach may be, to the assistance is, if they're coming in from bigger metro areas, you can get from point A to point B anywhere in our town in ten minutes. <laughs> oh, really? And then instead of an hour and a half or two or whatever right. else, yeah. that's a selling point. You can go to the doctor, you can go to the movies. Go just about anywhere. Ten minutes. In ten. It's unbelievable and it's it's amazing in that respect. Albany, I don't I I traverse uh, Albany. Some, but not nearly minutes. as much. Fifteen minutes. You have to allow sort of the fifteen in the yeah. extremes. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. the, the a little more traffic and yeah, uh, yeah. Because okay. we're we're in North Albany, which is on the edge. And, and for you to go to Red Robin, as I heard you say, you were trying to do the other day or yeah, yesterday or last whatever night. And yeah, and to Red about Robin. Ten,
5: but there was no, there was no, there was no congestion at five o'clock in the evening. I, I was surprised by this, at that North Albany light just prior to going over the bridge. President's
2: Day, perhaps? Yeah,
5: nobody nobody Maybe people there.
2: taking more guess, people yeah, taking the day I off. I guess so. Ron will share his methodology, and it has to do with the length of drive from Tiger to Corvallis, which he makes it often in his work as the voice of women's basketball. If, if you lived in Corvallis, the lessons wouldn't last as long, but <laughs> on the drive, he hears. He puts in whatever he's got. Yeah. He listens and listens and listens, so... It's a good thing that he lives where he does because it's helped him learn languages at least enough to be able to sing clearly and eloquently and beautifully the national anthems for various players. I don't even know what the count is now, but we'll have Ron share that with us as well as the sweet moment and well-orchestrated by Scott and uh, the Cal head coach. Yeah, what had to happen there? That was official. mm -hmm. And the Cal players... And coaches, obviously, all, all participated, yes. and that's something. The Cal head coach's name—I don't know the name, just off the top of my head. I'm sorry, I don't. So, if you, but Scott had to clearly work that out in advance, and that coach was signed off on it immediately, Doc. Yeah, as a great thing, and, and a way to honor Andrea Aquino. And Ron honored her by singing the Paraguayan National Anthem. But what a great moment. And along the way today, with open phones, we hope to hear from you on a number of things. But we could start with, if any of you are back from the first weekend in surprise and want to talk about the 4-0 start and the team, feel free to jump in with that. If you were at the women's game on Sunday in that beautifully orchestrated moment... And Ron singing and just the sweetness of the moment for a player who, as Scott Ruick said, was given a very tough blow at the beginning of her career, never Mm -hmm. able to get on the court until Sunday, officially, in a Beaver uniform and gets a basket. I thought she should have just put the ball off the rim four or five, so maybe even (laughs) get to a double, you know, try to get to double figures and rebounds and then lay it. And get a double. Have a 10-rebound game. But that was a beautifully orchestrated moment. And a well-deserved one for somebody who has been as good a teammate as maybe has ever been in the program, based on what Scott and others have had to say. So, if you were there and experienced it as a fan, feel free to share your thoughts about that. We'd Charmin Smith. Charmin Smith. Thank you. I knew. I I asked Ron about it, and you know, I had Mister Whipple going through my head, and so I got Whipple <laughs> in my head and thinking of the TV commercial. Don't squeeze the Charmin Whipple addicted to. Su- yeah. Squeezing the Charmin, and so I forgot Charmin and remembered Mr. Whipple. So it is Charmin Smith. Thank you. I I had asked that earlier. So Coach Ruick and Charmin needed to work that out beforehand and did, and it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, 2019 hasn't. Has, she's been on the bench for years, but uh, not the head coach.
5: Yeah, that that takes both both right. coaches. And I mean, how does it work? You're giving up the first two points if you lose by one. What happens there? <laughs>
2: Well, they allowed Cal to score the first two. Did though, they? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see. So, the rest no, of them. that that's the equalizer. Okay. We let Andrea score. Uh, Andrea score. You come down. We'll let you score, and then we start the game. Yeah. essentially. No, that's great. That's a great way to do it. Maybe uh, Greg Gard and uh, Juwan Howard on a plan <laughs> something like that the next time they get. together. Look, <laughs> that's a whole different uh, world.
5: I now. I have a strong opinion <laughs> on that one.
2: Yeah, And I'll tell it when, after I answer the phone. Okay, please do answer the phone. Juwan's rhetoric is just about as ridiculous as anything I've ever heard. He has been hit with a five-game suspension, and it's, it's, it's appropriate. I think it could have been even longer or worse for Juwan. I think he gets off lightly for a five-game yeah, suspension. Yeah, I mean, does. there were people saying that that's a— he could have been fired. Fireable offense? That's probably not too far off. No, actually. not like at all. In
5: fact, that's where, where where kind of some of the headlines were going. Could he yeah. be fired? He yeah. probably could. Look, the, the bottom line is he had his starters in and they were pressing when Guard put in his walk-ons. <laughs> and Guard yeah. only wanted to call timeout to say, okay, here's you know, take a look, do this, do this, in order to not
2: get a backcourt violation. Bart has no he has no responsibility whatsoever to explain himself. And yet, on, he had, and yet he did, I think, trying to yeah. diffuse the situation. Well, well, he look, didn't here's need what, to. No, he didn't need to. He, has to. he doesn't have to justify a thing right. over over using timeouts at all. He I mean, just doesn't right. at all, right. period.
5: And from what I heard this morning from the guys, Howard has done, has a history.
2: Well, He had at least one other incident that I know of when he, he, he kind of yelled and chased down Mark Turgeon at the end of the Big Ten tournament last year. And, and assistants had to kind of intervene and keep him away from going after Turgeon, who since resigned at Maryland. But... So he runs hot. Mm-hmm. I, I can live with that, and, and even respect that, and even him being hot at the timeouts and saying so, you could live with that too. Uh, but to actually swing yeah. with an open hand and make contact, you can't really live with that. That's just not not right. It's not doesn't quite rise to the level of John of um, John Cheney. We're gonna go to Jay here in just a second in open phones. <laughs> a lot of people brought up Cheney going into Calipari's press conference years ago and says, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing about, I mean, I laugh at that. The funny thing about all of that is they became pretty good friends and got over it (laughs) because there is a sense of people running hot and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Juwan showed no sense of remorse at all. In fact, it was trying to you know, self-defense. Oh, yeah, his his it, well, yes.
5: Yeah, it's, it's
2: all nonsense. That in his from his perspective, it's all nonsense. Yeah, period. Yeah. Now, uh, I hope that they do find a way to get through it and make up, as did Juan Marichal and John Roseboro after Juan actually hit each other with a bat. There's a beautiful photograph of the two of them hugging each other later, years later, coming to peace. That that's the way it ought to be. You hope so, and let's hope so. Let's go to Jay, right out of the gate on the Downward Dog phone line. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share, 497-5356, 497-5356, the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, Beaver baseball, the women's game, if you were there. Anything else you'd like to jump in with? Jay, thank you for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show.
9: Hi. um, I I was at the girls' game the other day. a bunch of my family was down, so we all went to that game. And it was it was cool. Um, I'm old, so it was cool, and it was sad because I remember when the guys gave there was a lot of enthusiasm. There was a lot of... Uh, it was really cool. It was really nice what they did for for Aquino. And um, it... There was, like I say, it was really nice in there, uh... The men's games now are—they're getting down there. I've got a, a grandson that's a uh, <clears throat> is is getting his master's degree at Oregon State. He got his his uh, his first degree and his and he's going for his master's. And he uh, he says they, he doesn't go to the boys' games anymore, which is which is a shame. And my I, the way I feel about it with him, he's he's also a ref for these high schools and stuff around here, and he. Uh, Anyway, he 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 says that he goes to all the girls' games, but they don't go to the guys' games. And I I feel bad about that because when I first started going to Oregon State basketball games, um, uh, Jimmy Anderson was a point guard.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you've got some history then. You've got some real rich tradition and history with the program, no doubt about that, Jay. Yes, I uh,
9: I like I said and it was it was cool and they were as good as anybody on the coast and mm-hmm. back east also uh I also was listening to Sweet Holbrook when I was that age so <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> well that's anyway, even further back anyway, so and,
9: I, and and at that game where they lost to San Francisco and went to that but anyway um i i i i feel bad about where the men's program is right now and I don't want to be negative, but I don't understand if, as bad a year they're having, if how they're going to get recruits to uh, fasten this thing back up, right? To get the five-star and the good, the real good recruits that they need in this league, they're going to have, uh, with the record they've got, it's going to be hard to recruit. And I I don't know, like I said, it's it's been bad. I I watched it through all of the... Um, all the years, and it's just
2: tough on me. I had a hard time at that game because of that. Mm-hmm. I, I understand, Jay. It's hard on it's – t- it's tough. It's sad. It's tough. It's hard on everybody. It's hard on longtime fans. It's hard on fans who might have reawakened last year during the Elite Eight run. It's certainly hard on all the players and coaches. It's occasionally even hard on yours truly. You know, when the games become, you know, as – in a sense, as miserable as they become when leads grow for the other team and all of that, you're right. I'm not going to disagree with you that it hasn't been hard and even sad in some respects. I will say this, though, Jay, and I believe this, that the recruiting is actually going better in the sense of, as Jonathan Smith and Mike Riley and other coaches have told us through the years, you recruit on the basis of finding players who – like you through it all and don't say, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to go there with a team with this kind of record. The relationship in most recruiting goes on for years, and you build relationship and a sense of trust. And I do think that just based on what I've read and heard, Jay, I think that this year, as miserable as it's been, will not be, you know, it's not where the Beavers are going to live now. And they haven't lived down here. They had the, the really bad year The year after they went to the NCAA tournament, maybe that's the kiss of death. Go to the tournament and have a bad year the next year. The the last two times they've gone, they've had a pretty big downturn the following year for different reasons. I fully expect, based on what I'm hearing about how recruiting's going, young men that have already signed, there is perhaps a different approach and evaluation, less reliance on the portal, and, you know, trying to create... There was a hope that the mix would work better than it obviously has... I think there's going to be kind of a return to foundational, uh, roots fundamentals and all the things that can help the team rise back up quickly. I think we're going to see that next year and in the seasons to come, it has been a hard thing to endure, no doubt. And I'm, I'm glad you still care enough to say something about it, Jay. I, I appreciate that.
9: Well, yeah, I, I played football for Oregon State a long time ago, uh, late fifties and early sixties. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, I love the place, and we I went there to be a beaver. When they, when they, in those black uniforms and serpentined out of the huddle, that's what got me to go there. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing to ever happen when a single wing. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, uh, I hope that's true because a portal, I think, it can fix it and it can also mess it up like it mm-hmm. kind
2: of yeah. Yep. So anyway, okay. Thank you, Jay. Good to talk to you. Thank you for the call. He speaks, I'm sure, for many Long time, the proud tradition of Oregon State basketball. And, John, the amazing thing is they're coming off one of the great years in the history of the program. So that, to me, uh, is clearly where I'm going to sort of settle in in my own mind about what's possible within the program, about what's possible going forward, about what we have seen, about the winning seasons, about the NCAA tournaments. Wayne's been twice, and the Beavers hadn't gone since 1990 until he got here. So as I know, it's tough and I know it's, it's, it's difficult on, on fans to it was, this year. It's hard. And there's no doubt about it. It's hard. It's hard for everybody. It is, but, but there's a plan yeah. to,
5: you can go down a road and make a wrong turn and then say, yeah, we need to do something, get back on track. And the portal can do that to you. There's good and bad as Jay said from the portal. Mm-hmm. And if you make a few wrong turns, you can right the ship.
2: We look forward to seeing, I do anyway. I I know there's a a strong collective determination on the part of Wayne and his staff to to get it, to fix it. And and that includes even this year before it's all said and done. Wayne, I was proud of him the other day at Tempe. This is a guy not flopping back, resigning to a... Mm -hmm. Well, here we go. Yeah. He, he coached every second of that game up and trying to. It's been a tough team to reach in some respects. I know he and the staff have tried everything in terms of different methods and mm-hmm. ways of going about it. I'd love to see them get a reward here down the stretch before it's over. They have a chance for a couple of those this weekend with the LA schools in town. It's a tough road, it's been yeah. a tough road all year. But. I believe in, in the man at the head of this program, he's earned that, I think, that sense of uh, belief and conviction and trust in how he coaches, what he does. And this is, this is uh, a, a bad year without any, yeah. without any other way to put it. Yeah. But I believe that he is the, the man to help get it back up and turned around again. And I look forward to seeing how that plays out. Dave, good morning. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Hey guys, yeah.
10: Just uh, on this whole uh, topic, you know, here a few weeks back, I was watching the, the Stanford game, and, and I don't know who uh, was was the TV guy on that, but he he talked about that's the exact thing and and, and the difference between this team and, and last year's team. Um, you know, and his comments were that um, you know and from his own perspective that. That he played on teams that the guys didn't buy in. Very talented teams, guys didn't buy in. and left themselves short, and uh, and and didn't reach their potential as a team because guys didn't buy into to what the coach was doing and what, and what it meant to be a team. And that that this the, this performance from this year is not on Wayne at all, and that's based on what he saw last year and and what he uh, you know what what Tinkle did with with the team last year. That they you know on paper that was not a an elite eight team. But they bought in and they played as mm-hmm. a team and, and mm-hmm. they beat teams that that they maybe should not have beat, you know, and even even took Houston down to you know the last yeah, you sure. know they were tied at what four minutes before the yes. game was over, um, before they they lost track of that thing. But um, you know he that was his that was his insight was that you know this is a team with some some talent and and the guys just haven't bought in and and maybe they, they never will. Um, but, but not on Wayne at all. And, and, you know, this is not a reflection of Wayne's coaching and what he's capable of. Um, so he, he did, you know, go out of the way to take that pressure off of, off of the coaching staff, you know, period and kind of, kind of put it on the players that, you know, they, they need to come together themselves and you know, there's things that a coach can't get guys to do sometimes. I d I didn't yeah. know what you thought about that, Mike, or if you you well, wanted to comment on it. You've been around the team. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, certainly don't, you know, call call guys out by name if if you've <laughs> seen it, but <laughs> just I, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that or if you just, you know, in general agreement.
2: Dave, I appreciate the call. We we do need to take a break here in a minute. I'm not uh, gonna dodge what you I as I said just before you came on the air what coach Tinkle has earned our trust in my, in my view. I mean, he's a, certainly, I love the man. I yeah. love the person. I love the man. And I, and I think his coaching acumen has been evident throughout his eight year run here, uh, including last year, as you said, Dave, I mean, he did something and that team did something that's only been done one other time in the history of the program.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, do you understand that? Do you realize what I just said? I'll say it again. One other time in the history of the program. Has any team done what the Beaver did? Beaver men did last year? That was Slats' 63 Final Four team that won three tournament games and then lost in the Final Four. Fewer teams in the tournament then. But last year in eight days in Indianapolis, the Beavers won three games. And that's only happened twice in the history of Oregon State basketball. And it's under Wayne Tinkle's watch. And that team... The, the way that team functioned, with as you said, Dave, everybody buying in, that was a function of being able to reach a team. And Wayne has said he's been candid enough to say, "I had, you know, so th- it is on him." I mean, he takes responsibility. He says, "I haven't, we haven't been able to 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 reach the team the way we had hoped in terms of how to play together and cohesively and all of that." Yeah, you see stretches of it, you see flashes of it when they play pretty darn well and against good teams. They did against Arizona. I thought the Arizona effort was tremendous on Thursday last week in the first half. half. Yeah, and that's a great team. So that's why I hold out hope for Thursday and Saturday. I do, because I think that pride will kick in at some point. You'll get bodies back. Wayne said after the game, Dave, and thank you for the call. Wayne said after the game on Saturday in Tempe, he said the biggest thing is we got – We've got to get mentally and physically kind of rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. So that may mean light practices and workouts, guys trying to get healthy, get feel better, and get back in a better frame of mind, as well as physically stronger, get some bodies back, and go after these L.A. schools. And they played both of them pretty well on the trip to did Los they, Angeles. Did they
5: expect to get any of the guys back? I think right so. Xavier yes. I'm not Key. sure
2: about everybody, but I do think they're going to have one or two. Would be, Yeah, just to have boost. more. More bodies. Man, they played that that series down there against the Arizona schools that end up sweeping the weekend. Mm-hmm. And Arizona's good, John. I think they could win the whole thing. One of the things that uh, Jay Billis and College Game Day, I don't know if any of you watched the show, but the College Game Day, ESPN's basketball version mm-hmm. of Game Day, came into Tucson, and John Wilner argues that it was the best showcase the conference could possibly have wanted then in that Saturday game between Oregon and Arizona. And Wilner went on to say that not only was that the best showcase for Pac-12 men's basketball, I don't know whether you saw any of it, John, or whether people would agree with this or not. Wilner said it's the best showcase in the marquee sports all year in either football or basketball, Mm -hmm. men's basketball and football. He said that game between those two was the finest showcase for the Pac-12 from the fall on to now. Now that may be going a little too far, but his point is that it was a good showcase for two good programs and for Arizona, an elite program now that I think has a chance to win the whole thing. Yeah, I really do. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. The The problem is last year, the, the league didn't
5: get enough run for the accomplishment that they had with the three teams and then the two in the elite eight. Right. They just did, And then one in the final four, they just didn't get the run that you, you know, okay, it's quickly forgotten. So, People have to remember how tough the conference is, and that wasn't even involving Arizona last year.
2: That's right. And, boy, Tommy Lloyd has him playing at a very high level quickly, and they are out of 358 D1 teams, according to a note. These notes get generated, uh, the likes of TJ and Josh and others who can find these kinds of obscure notes. And, by the way, great job by Josh over the weekend in baseball. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about the baseball team, too, and, and get into all of that. Ron Callen is coming up next. Arizona's roster out of 358 D1 teams, 355th in experience coming into this year. And yet here they are. Yeah. Get the right fit, the right players. The, you, you have something. We'll break and wow. come wow. back with Ron Callen. Back to, you know, that's sort of where we began. I asked you, did you go to the women's game? Did you, what'd you think of Ron's singing? What'd you think of Andrea Aquino's moment? What about the Beavers threshold? And <laughs> And Jay, and it's, it's open phones, and Jay acknowledged that, but then wanted to go to kind of the sadness of the season for the men, and yeah. Dave followed that. Let's just say I'm not necessarily wanting to continue the theme on that. <laughs> I mean, we're back. We've been gone for a few days. We'd love to talk about the women's uh, basketball Sunday event, even how they played against Stanford for long stretches, baseball going 4-0. and If any of you went down to surprise part of thousands of beaver fans down there for baseball would love to kind of get your reports coming back in what you thought of the team the atmosphere seeing beaver nation in the sun gathered whatever your thoughts are about all of that as we have open phones let's go Ron callan next on 1240 Joe Radio
3: Independent Auto Works has been servicing and repairing Volkswagen's for over 50 years They're experts on Jettas, Passats, Nuno Beetles, Golfs, TDIs, Vans and Vanagans. And they work on most other makes and models, too. They're on 13th Street near the OSU campus in Corvallis. Independent Auto Works, the guys you can trust.
8: Your satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Works. Are you considering a new look this winter? Looking for something to brighten up your daily routine? McClinton Painting can help. We know cabinets can be expensive to replace, but painting them can be an affordable way to upgrade, increasing the value of your home and bringing a new look to your daily routine. Update your wood storage cabinets, kitchen cabinets, or even bathroom vanities. Big or small, we paint them all. Find us online at mcclintonpainting.com. McClinton Painting, quality painting made easy. Philomath,
7: Oregon, 2002. A couple brothers had an idea to bring better internet access to rural parts of the Willamette Valley, an internet that meets your needs. We get it because we live here. If you're learning or working from home or keeping up with changes in the field, we are here to keep you connected to your world.
4: Alirica High-Speed Rural Internet. Plans starting at forty-nine ninety-nine. Call Alirica today. Online at alirica.net. Alirica, the friendlier internet. Have an interior
5: or exterior painting project? Let the experts at Armstrong Painting handle the work for you. Armstrong Painting has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a reputation for quality service at a fair price here in the Mid-Valley. Armstrong Painting's team of local professionals use the best quality Miller paint and work year-round to provide lasting beauty and protection for your home or business. Schedule your exterior painting project for spring or summer. Call Ken at 541-990-5147 for a free
4: estimate. Online at armstrongpaintingllc.com stargazer premier florist knows that a meaningful gift can brighten someone's day and have them feel appreciated whether for anniversary holidays or whatever the occasion stargazer premier provides contactless deliveries with a focus on keeping families and friends connected and safe choose from stargazer premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements bountiful bouquets gift baskets and houseplants stop in call or view stargazer selection online at stargazerpremierflorist.com. florist.com stargazer premier florist 925 5 Northwest Circle Boulevard, Corvallis. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. They invite you to stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff at Corvallis Floor Covering thanks you for your continued support over the last 34 years and looks forward to working with you in 2022. For more information, log on to Corvallis Floor Covering. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown. And go Beeves,
0: the home of the Oregon State Beavers, twelve forty Joe Radio. Uh, no. And the sips came gold,
2: Well, there we go everybody you can uh, find that like on the olympics you can find that on youtube now and that's <laughs> one man at work here and it's our man our man about town and obviously our man about the world <laughs> uh, and probably he could be our man in havana and sing that too if, if it ever comes about ron callen you just heard his voice singing first the serbian national anthem and then in honor of andrea Aquino the paraguayan national anthem and here to talk about uh what it was like to be that voice on that day for those two players for Oregon State and just his methodology and preparing for how the tradition started. Ron Callan, kind enough to join us today. Ron, first of all, congratulations that you're getting some well-deserved and uh, well-deserved run and plaudits <laughs> for this. It's unbelievable to me and to John and I both what, what you've, in a sense, found in your role as the great ambassador and voice of Oregon State women's basketball. So... This is a thing. Congratulations, Ron. It's a great (laughs) thing. It's a great thing.
10: You know, guys, thank you so much. And uh, I I sitting here this morning, you know, kind of going over, listening to that and thinking, well, that note could have been better or whatever. But (laughs) the story is that it started because of one player, and it started back in the Final Four season. Ruth Hamblin, uh, you know, you're always impressed with all of these student-athletes. Mike, you've gotten to know so many over the years. Uh, but Ruth Hamblin would stand so tall for the U.S. anthem. They all do. They, they appreciate uh, the long distance they've come to be in the U.S.A. Her roots, she became such a great player. Uh, in diamond in the rough when she got to Corvallis, but you know, she became an all-pack-12 player. Uh, Canada, Team Canada, playing in Europe. Uh, I think she's been in Russia, and uh, now she's in Greece. Playing professional basketball, but anyway, back to that season, that moment. You know, I grew up watching sports like you guys did, and I would hear the Canadian anthem at hockey games. And uh, you know, when I got to Seattle, whenever the Blue Jays would come to Seattle, they play the Canadian anthem. I love the Canadian anthem. I've got certain relatives in Southeast BC. When you go up there, the Canadian anthem. I mean, it's one of the best ones on our planet. And so, I, because I grew up not only playing sports, but I was heavily involved in music all through my childhood, uh, in my 20s, and I was in four or five operas, musicals, community theater, rock bands. I mean, whatever. It's always been a part of me. And so, you know, I, I never really had a desire to sing albums, but I said, what can I do? She, she, she stands for our soul. I We surprised her. Colby Orm, also from Canada, was there. And the other team that was there that day, they had two Canadians. So I sang it, and it got a great reception. And then a few days after, I think we were going off to a tournament, and Colby Orton said, you're singing it next year, right? <laughs> and so and I said, okay. And then the next year after I did the, the Canadian again, and Marie Goulet says, you know, when you sing the German anthem, it would be okay if my dad sang it. Do with you. And so I... Sure. Why not? (laughs) That was such a great time. You know, Johannes Goolish and and myself singing that song at Gill was tremendous. And so then, you know, next year we had uh, Joanna Grimmick from Poland. And so I had to say, yeah, okay. And it turned out great. And so this year it kind of went without saying Serbia. uh, It was Serbia that I was working on most of the time. But then late, not that long ago, I got word that Andrea Aquino was going to walk during uh, senior day. She had another year; she could come back, but I think it's time that she wanted to, to make that step. So, uh, the Paraglan Anthem—it's about five minutes long, guys. Wow! So i had I had to, to because of time, because we well, you know that the pregame ceremony—you got to—I I found the chorus that you know. I sang, and the ending note is really goes up really high, and it was perfect for my range. I just had a, it was an emotional day Sunday. Yeah. Because uh, both Jovana Subicic and Andrea Tino have not made a huge impact on the court for the Bees. Well, obviously, Jovana Subicic from Serbia has had injury issues, uh, and so she hasn't played much in the two years. And of course, Andrea hasn't played at all because of the medical condition that keeps her from playing. So, you know, it was, it was tremendously exciting to know that I was going to sing that song, when she was going to be able to get into the game and tip the ball off and make a basket. I mean, it was just the players and the fans. It was, it was one of the more emotional moments I've, I've ever been involved with, the sporting event, because it meant so much to those players to, to get that recognition that both of them had... Had their, their country's flags draped over their shoulders, you know, in the pregame. So, I mean, uh, I, I, I never intended it to be like this, but this is one of the it's one of the great days of my life when I get to do this now, and it means so much to me because it's 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 just it's become part of kind of the Oregon State program. International mm-hmm. players get their anthem sung, yeah. and I'm just blessed to know
2: that maybe I had a little to do with that. Absolutely, Ron. It's beautiful, and congratulations on it. We're going to hear another of your great moments here. Right, as you allude to Andrea Aquino, we have the call here. Let's listen.
7: Lineup in the opening tip. Andrea makes the layup, and Andrea Aquino in her first ever game as a collegiate scores the layup, and she is in the books, Mary Murphy. Cal will counter with a layup of their own.
2: Okay, now Ron, we didn't know what we just we we asked for the, no, for the call. Enough. And that's Ann Shots with Mary <laughs> Murphy. And I'm told that Ann came running over to see you too, like, hey, 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 you know, and, and you received as well you should. But didn't Ann come over and gave you a big hug after you would sung both of those anthems? Then she gets to make that call. What a sweet moment. Uh tell us a little bit about that, Ron. Thank you for going over the history of the anthem singing. When did you kind of get when that Coach Smith and uh, Scott Ruick were up to something with respect to the start of that game?
10: You know, it was midweek. Uh, you know, all of us had said, it would be cool if she could get into a game. Could that be possible? And then uh, Coach Ruick and Sharman Char- uh, Smith, who's the coach at Cal, they came to an agreement on how to do it and how to do it safely. And, you know, I mean, Andre Aquino, plays basketball uh, in the sense that she'll shoot around, you know, with the team. She won't, you know, do running drills and things like that, but she's been around the team all the time. But uh, the way they did it was a classy way for her to get in the, in the box score. Right. I mean, that means a lot. To, that meant so much to her. And as far as Ann Shots, you know, I and I go back we met in 1994 uh, when, um, uh, the whole scandal with the Olympics took place when Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. She was she was covering that for Coin TV, and I came down from Seattle to cover it. And I got to know her then, and she's just such a professional. She wrote me the nicest text, guys, uh, that I got on Monday. Uh, I, I, I it just blew me away because she, you know, she basically said, you know, you do the play-by-play, but you put your heart and soul into it too and she thinks it's so cool that the international players get their anthem sung. So she ran over after the Polish anthem, and she did it again. And then, and Scoble got a great picture of her and I uh, that they put on Facebook. So, yeah. I mean, a special weekend, but the bottom line, guys, they got the win, even though the first quarter was, was tough because they're trying to focus after all of the emotion. I mean, the starting lineup season when Andrea was announced, I mean, there were tears in uh, Noel Madden's eyes yeah. and other players. You know, to Vano Hoffman, which he was the most... They were all emotional.
5: Yeah, and uh, that's what Senior Day does. But when you add, you know, your radio guys singing that so beautifully, that's amazing. <laughs> Are you the only one in the country who does it, number one, yeah. and number two? Have you been asked about it on a national scale?
10: You know, um, I don't know if anybody else, the, the radio play-by-play guy, doing it. I think it's the only... School in the country that's doing this, and I, I know that's that's you know that's tremendous. I think for Oregon State University to to you know to, to recognize the sacrifice, you know they get an opportunity too. It's opportunity, but I and mean, yet when you're seven thousand miles away from from Paraguay or six thousand miles away from Serbia, I and mean, you're you're out there kind of on an island, and the, the Oregon State women's basketball what's the theme? we are family and they take them in and they're part of the family. And it's been that way. And it will be, but, uh, you know, last, I think on the Polish year, I, uh, Ashley Adamson act well having on, and we talked about that one, but, uh, you know, this one was great because of just the, the situation we're in and the fact that this Oregon state basketball team, after all of the ceremonies, now it's focus because bracketology came out today they are the 68 teams to make the tournament right now, according to the ESPN guy. I mean, it's just his supposition, but he has the Beavers as the first team out of the tournament, even though they're ranked number 50 in the NCAA net rankings, even though they're ranked number 35 in Massey ratings, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's because of, they have 10 losses, even though when you look at the schedule, yeah, they lost to Stanford twice, they lost to Arizona twice. One of those should have been a win, probably. Um, but they beat Oregon and Eugene, one of the top teams in the country as well. But now they've got to go and take care of business against Utah and Colorado, two teams that aren't that far above them. And they beat Colorado in overtime at Gill. They didn't get a chance to play Utah at Gill. But now they get to play them Salt Lake on Thursday, 4 o'clock to pregame coverage. And then on Saturday, an early game in Boulder against Colorado. Two huge games against teams right now who are on the bubble, but in the tournament, according to this one prognosticator, that everybody watches every day he puts
2: this thing out. Ron Callen, our guest, for a few more minutes. Ron, after bringing it, you're bringing it back to the reality, after the anthems and the emotional moment with Andrea and her getting to start and play and score, beautiful stuff. But the basketball is still even with what you talk about today and the projections, what is your sense, Ron, of the threshold for the Beavs? Do they need to sweep the mountains, in your view? Do they need to get a split? If they get a split, do they need to win two, not one, in the tournament? Where do you come in on what they, quote, need to do in order to kind of get off that first team out and maybe one of the first, first in or last in rather than first out?
10: You know, speaking to other media people who cover women's basketball and they've seen Oregon State play, they know what a tremendous guard Talia Von Oldhofen is. And so do the opponents. And, you know, they double team her so much when she basically is playing point guard. So I think recently, you know, Scott has gone to Emily Cotting, Taya Adams to play the point, and let uh, Talia, you know, get open as the two and I, I think that's working, and I think they're in sync. I think both A.J. Morat and Greta Campstrader have made some big contributions in recent games. You want to be playing your best basketball now, and I think they've got to show the country, and I, I, I think they've got a great opportunity on this road trip. If they win both and win one in the Pac-12 tournament, I don't think they can keep them out.
2: I don't you know, see how if they, they can. split,
10: then they may have to win two in the tournament. I don't know, but these are huge games. And they know it, but uh, last year, after they lost a heartbreaking game during the whole COVID COVID year, the 21 season of no fans, they lost a double overtime game to the Cougs. But then they won on the road, and they really played well at Utah and Colorado. So let's see if it's a recurring theme, right, Uh, this season on the road, because, hey, you know, I, I mean, Tara Vanderveer, who's been coaching for 43 years, I think Nick Gashel of the Oregon Live asked her, "Are they a, a tournament team?" And Tar Vanderveer, and I don't think she was just being nice. She says, "That's an NCAA tournament team," mm-hmm. and I think she might know what she's talking about. You know, she's five wins away from 1,000 wins at Stanford. So uh, I, I just think, that, you know, hey, you know, maybe I'm too close to it, but just passionately looking at this team. They're young, and then they have veterans that we haven't even talked about, Ellie Mack, and some of the big plays she's made in recent games for the Beavers. And she said she had so much fun in Eugene before 8,500 people, the Beavers go down there and get a win. I mean, that was huge for the program. And I think their confidence level is at an all-time high because, hey, they know they lost to the defending national champions twice, but they learned a lot. They learned a lot about what it's like to step it up in the fourth quarter finish those 40 minutes strong and I, I think that's what they're going to be up to this week
5: and uh the the um ohoff van ohoff and von ohoff and playing off guard that really didn't start until the oregon game this last one right and that's why they kind of threw oregon for a loss and um a little wrench there and she has a great game and it, it changes everything right. for the then the next was there a an effort to do that earlier, or was it just there wasn't anybody available because Taya Adams takes over at point guard in that Oregon game?
10: Yeah, you know, Taya Adams can play point guard. And then Emily Cotting, you know, who's also a graduate transfer, played at St. Mary's. She played some point there. She, uh, she did an admirable job in, in stepping in with not a lot of experience this season playing it. You know, I, I think, you know, next season, Will it be uh, Talia? Well, you know, what about Greta Campstrader and A.J. Murat? You know, they're both a great offensive. You, you want to see them at a two or a three, and then they've got these McDonald All-Americans coming in, two of them that are big and strong, but I think will be more of a three or a four, you know. So it's going to be fascinating to see, and with Yellen and Mitrovich continuing to improve, guys, I mean, she's getting stronger. She's, I think the big thing about her is confidence. And you know Scott has confidence in her, and her 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 confidence is growing. And so, uh, in in fact, she was so you know so nice to me because she said, "You you know you know how to pronounce Serbian." <laughs> 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 I, I mean, it, it, that that made me feel good. And yeah. so I said, "Well, you got some bonus coverage. Uh, you know, we'll spread a couple of years, and hopefully we can send the Serbian one for you, Yelena." So anyway, I'm excited about this week. We're leaving tomorrow
2: and uh, heading to SLC. Ron, uh, congratulations uh, on your part in a very uh, emotional and wonderful, poignant moment Sunday at Gill. Keep it going, man. Uh, really happy for you to to have become such a big part of this family as you talk about. You're beloved in the community as well you should be, and your talents speak for themselves. Thank you for taking time for us today on the show. We'll be listening. Have a great trip to the mountains. Go get a couple of wins and send this team where it belongs, back to the NCAA tournament. We really appreciate it, as always, Ron. Thanks for the time.
10: Well, thanks for having me, guys, and hopefully we'll see you in person
2: soon. Thanks, Ronnie. Ron Callen, our guest, let's take a break on that note. Mariah Maison, softball pitcher for the Beavers, will join us. It's it's a get. A, a get. Uh, softball's off to a hot start, too. She'll join us at 12.05. We'll have mostly open phones the rest of the way. We are making an effort to have a Beaver baseball coach on, Tomorrow, ahead of the weekend series in surprise against Xavier, we have open phones if you'd like to jump in, probably more like 12.15-ish until the top of uh, the next hour and the end of the show to get your thoughts about the baseball weekend. But we'll take a break here, wrap up hour number one next on 1240 Joe Radio.
11: Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help you your strategy, stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC.
7: Kraken Cards combines the worlds of sports cards and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. OSU fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. KrakenSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. Have you seen Highland Bowl's expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a
11: burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games too. Highland Bowl, it isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis.
0: We sell i come down. <laughs>
4: The Peacock Bar and Grill is making eating out affordable with a $6.50 specials from 11 till 9 every day of the week. On Monday, it's a small sirloin steak dinner. Tuesday, any pub-sized burger on the menu. Wednesday, it's an open-faced hot turkey sandwich. Thursday, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Friday is a French dip. Saturday, pulled pork sliders. And Sunday, it's mac and cheese. You can always call ahead and get it to go or have it delivered. The Peacock Bar and Grill, a local favorite since 1929 on 2nd Street, downtown Corvallis.
12: For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541 760 2277. Call
1: the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the glass man. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call.
0: For auto
12: glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541 760 2277. Call the glass man.
11: If you are a veteran and live in Linn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Linn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Linn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Linn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Linn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans.
5: All right, a couple of minutes left in this hour. Mariah Mays on to join us at
2: 12.05. Really looking forward to the conversation yeah. with her, the softball team. I'm. Mean, we're going to get into some baseball talk and mm-hmm. the fact that thousands, you know, I talked to Scott Barnes about it, and Scott was on the trip for a combination of both a men's basketball and baseball trip. They happened to all be... in the same area at the same time that doesn't always happen it's happened every once in a while through the years I was so glad to see a lot of the fans who came down for baseball Mm -hmm. also made their way into both McHale Center on Thursday night in Tucson and the Desert Financial Arena on Saturday for the men's basketball games but it was clear clearly a phenomenon of Beaver Nation. So you noticed a difference the in crowd size. Yeah, there were more fans than
5: normal. Than usual. When you yes, go to Because McHale a or- lot of
2: the great Beaver fans, like Jay, who called us earlier, he's been yeah. a fan going back to Swede Halbrook days and played football for Tommy in the late 50s. So Jay understands and appreciates the basketball tradition, and a lot of the fans coming down for baseball also. No, and appreciate and respect Coach Tinkle and the guys on the men's basketball team who have been through a long, difficult grind, and many of them came over to lend their support. That was great to yeah, see. Yeah, That is great. But Scott was just Scott was amazed. Scott Barnes, who joined me at halftime in Tempe. Thousands. I mean, I think the attendance, I don't I haven't seen Hang every box score attendance. I know for the first game in the opener attendance was listed like, like in eight, two thousand eight hundred and thirteen. 800. But attendance is not given in the box scores for the other games, nor is it actually given in the first. So I'm not sure where the attendance figure was generated. But my guess is, for those of you that were there, we look forward to... I see 1897,
5: and I'm not sure for which the game
2: is. Well, what's the score of the game? Or does it say?
5: Or it, you know what? Uh, it's New Mexico, the first game, 1800
2: the, the, f- the game? last game against New Mexico okay, showed game. 1,800. Yeah, yeah. I think the First opener. had been leaving anyway to go back? Right. The opener, I think, uh, I saw a figure 2,813. And Saturdays, though, usually bigger. Because people are getting in for the they weekend. They come in right. for the weekend. That, so that, that could have been even yeah. larger on Saturday. We want to get your thoughts if you were part of it. If you watch, listen to a combination thereof. We'll have open phones after we visit with Mariah Mazon from the hot Oregon State softball team next.
1: All set, please. Here's the microphone. Just this off. Is this thing on? This
2: is K E J O
1: Corvallis. Everybody
7: hear me? We're on at five and QID. 1240
11: Joe Radio.
1: I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now. I'm Amid a nationwide housing boom, home sales hit a 15-year high in 2021, and at the same time, prices shot higher. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller National Home Price Index, which measures average home prices in major metropolitan areas, rose 18.8% in the 12 months that ended in December, the highest annual increase since the index began in 1987. The biggest year-over-year price increases: Phoenix, up a whopping 32.5%, Tampa up 29.4%, and Miami up more than 27%. Stocks remain in the red, though off their worst levels of the day. The Dow Industrials Dow is down 440 points. The S&P 500 lower by 40. And the Nasdaq Composite has dropped 141. Lacey Chabert and Crown Media Family Networks have agreed to an exclusive multi-picture overall deal. The agreement sets Chabert up to headline and executive produce films and other content for the Hallmark Channel and other Hallmark platforms throughout the next two years. That's your money now. That dinner was delicious. What's next? Uh, I'm thinking just the check. Do you frequently have gas, bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, or loose oily stools after eating? One or more of these symptoms could be a sign of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI and it may be time to talk to your doctor.
4: If you have EPI, Creon may be right for you. Creon, pancrelipase, is an oral prescription medication that treats EPI. Creon replaces enzymes you may be missing to help you break down food properly.
1: Creon may increase your chance of fibrosin colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Do not chew capsules or contents as this may cause mouth irritation. Tell your doctor if you have unusual or severe stomach pain, bloating, trouble passing stool, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, worsening of painful swollen joints, or allergic reactions. Other side effects may include changes in blood sugars, gas, dizziness, or sore throat and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon.
4: Talk to your doctor about Creon, the number one prescribed EPI treatment, and visit gocreon.com. That's G-O-C-R-E-O-N.com. Or call 1-800-633-
3: Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, See the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid Valley. Trump says the area's largest selection of radio controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it, drive it, fly it. Trump's hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life.
12: Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, with another Golf Minute to help put the brakes on slicing. There are numerous causes for why golfers slice, but one of the most common is having an outside-to-end swing path. Here's a quick drill to give you instant feedback to help cure that pesky slice place a two by four piece of wood on its narrow edge. Take your five iron and tee up a ball near the front third of the board and about a club head's width away from the board. Using the board as a visual obstacle, the board should force your club to approach the ball from the inside. If your club hits the board, ouch, you're still swinging from out to in and chopping down on the ball. Retee another ball until you are able to hit the ball and not the wood. If you can start consistently doing this, you're well on your way to ending that slice. So remember, cure your over-the-top chop by using a piece of wood and say so long to your slice. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. And oh, watch out for those flying splinters just in case.
7: Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com.
11: You can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get
1: started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12, 12 21 Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing, lender, license in all 50 states. And the less consumer access. over 3030. Call 800 490 for disclosures and cost information. The following is a
4: production of the Two Docs Broadcasting Network. There is no place like home. Who says you can't go home? I'm going
0: home. Went to the place where I belong. Home where my thoughts are
11: keeping home. I'm back
0: where I came from. I suppose your name is
5: Smith. Seven,
2: eight, nine.
0: Indeed. Niner Jonathan Smith has come home.
2: Smith sets up post-corner route. Prescott make the catch of the Full of promise for the return Something loved Smith on a shotgun, throws on the postcard! And on his way in is Robert Prescott! Touchdown Beavers on the slam! As
0: Jonathan returns, so does the Joe Beaver Show, with the familiar names...
3: His name is Mike. Mike Parker.
4: You do know him, don't you? And... But John isn't Torment. John isn't Davos, or the Red Woman, or Stannis, for that matter. John is John. And their familiar
0: means of waylaying guests.
2: Get his number!
4: Get his number!
0: But it's one number. Nine. That we rally around as we welcome you to the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Hey, it's good to be
2: back home. It's always good to be home. That uh, was a crossover hit. John Denver, the late. Way back in the day. Country pop. uh, Back home again. I used to love the song. It was Back in the 70s. Driving home from basketball practice, exhausted. Heading back home and hearing that on the radio. AM radio. And being (laughs) glad that I was on my way back home again after a three-hour ordeal of practice. About the same few years earlier, I learned a song by the great Merle Haggard. Late great Merle Haggard. To Larry Dust. In a farm boy's nose, he's I, I only
5: learned of Tulare when the great All-American Felicia Ragland yeah. Oregon State basketball played for the Beavers in my first few years of broadcasting the
2: team. We are honored to welcome a senior out of Tulare, California, and having a great career at Oregon State, a big year for the Beavers early, 7-3, and three, coming off a strong performance. Uh, her last three starts have been outstanding. First-team All-Pac 12 last year, Softball third team All America a year ago, and an honor in 2020, and first team All Pac-12 in 2021, an honor to welcome Mar- uh, Mariah Maison out of Tulare to the Joe Beaver Show. Mariah, good afternoon. How are you?
13: Hi, I'm good.
2: How are you? Well, we're, we're doing fine too. Appreciate you taking time. Tell us good. a little bit about the start, Mariah, to your to your own year. The team is off, obviously, a hot start. In terms of the first weekend to the next, for you and your craft, how did things go from the first weekend to uh, this past weekend?
13: Um, I think it went pretty well. I mean, I'm obviously a veteran now, so I kind of know how things work. And um, it's just pretty much just showing myself and finding the things I need to do when I'm pitching and hitting. And I think the team has been doing really well with having my back on the field and um, offensively. So I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm excited to see what we could do.
2: Mariah, in terms of just one year to the next, is there anything specifically that you work on in your craft that you you rolled out two weekends ago and continue to home and develop? Is there anything new you're trying, or do you just feel like, no, I'm, I'm the same pitcher in a sense as I was when I got here?
13: I mean, there's always things we can work on, um, you know, with our mental game or our physical game. I think one thing that I've mainly been um, working on This year is meditating before the game. So, um, yeah, I've added that into my pregame kind of routine and then uh, translated some of those things I've learned um, into, like, on the field with finding kind of like a focal point um, when an error happens or when I make a mistake. So definitely that and just coming out and playing my game really.
5: Going back to weekend number one, what kind of nerves were there, if any at all, when you're going up against second-ranked Alabama?
13: Um, I actually surprisingly didn't have too, too bad of nerves. <laughs> uh, my freshman year, I don't know if you would seen, but we um, played Alabama, actually, in the regional championships. So I had pitched to them previously, and that was when I was a freshman, so I knew like I had progressed so much more than my freshman year, so I was actually really confident going into that game. Um, obviously, the results, we end up how we wanted them, too, but um, I think we fought really hard with them. I was, I was,
5: I was proud of us. Yeah, 5-1 to one, the final, and it was, it was close. Um, so, from weekend one to weekend two, do you see any growth with the team overall? I mean, you guys played better and played really well against some good yeah. teams. What did you think about that uh, weekend one to weekend two?
13: Um, I think it's just really like getting to know each other even more. I mean, yeah, we've been practicing together since fall, but um, it's different when you get into the game. So I think having um, you know our roommates on the road and kind of being with each other all the time, kind of getting a feel of um, how people, um, what people need when they're down or whatever. So I think, um, yeah, just being more um, in the like team atmosphere and um, having each
5: other's back has improved from week to week. 13 strikeouts in back-to-back games. I mean, you're mowing them down. <laughs> what kind of a groove are you in, and are you relying on on one or two specific pitches throughout? Um, no, I have.
13: Um, so I've been throwing my jock, rise, uh, change-up, and curve answers So <laughs> I kind of have it all. We kind of just mix it in there. <laughs>
2: wow. Wow. Mariah, yeah. have you been able, you know, to Larry, California – it, with the tournaments down there, maybe your parents and family would go no matter where you were playing. But have you been able to have some family and friends at the first two tournaments? And will you this weekend at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic in Palm Springs?
13: Yeah, my parents weren't able, unfortunately, to make the first um, the first games of the of the year, but uh, they came to our games uh, down in San Diego mm-hmm. for a few days, so that was nice to have them there. And then I'm pretty sure they're coming to the Palm Springs games too. Okay.
5: Do you feel like it's gone by so fast, these four years?
13: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, like, talking to the freshmen, and they're, like, 18 years old. I'm like, man, am I really that old?
2: (laughs) Mariah, how did you get here? I know we've had you on before, but it's been a while. And with so much craziness in the world the last couple of years, it's hard to keep track of the comings and goings of everybody. But you've been in the program now for a while. How did you and the Beavers first connect? When did you first discover Oregon State or they, you, out of Mission Oak High School. How did it all come about?
13: Yeah. Um, so I think I, they were recruiting me um, this summer going into my freshman year and then uh, invited me to a camp, and that was where um, they actually offered me here in Oregon. And then um, I obviously had to go on a few more visits just to get a feel of other schools, and then I ended up committing my freshman year about, I think it was like in January. So, yeah, it was just through um, Travel Ball mainly. And then it um, so happened to be that um, Coach Green actually lives like she grew up, like, 20 minutes from, where yeah. I'm from. So it just kind of, like, felt like home, really, with the coaches and uh, the atmosphere here.
5: And you had some trips. You had some choices. But you, you chose Oregon State. And tell us, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just kind of a general feeling. Obviously, you made the right choice because you stuck it out, and you're happy, and you're here. But what's it been like? Yeah. You, you just you love the, the way that the program is going in the last four years? Yeah, I think
13: it's great to um, you know be uh, taught by Coach Berg and Coach Green and even Coach Liza. Um, they obviously have a lot of experience, and um, they do their best for us. And I think, um, yeah, just the atmosphere all around is really welcoming. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think I would have chose anywhere else. I'm, like, really glad that I came here.
2: Mariah, we promised Amy, uh, who helped uh, us connect with you, that uh, we would mm-hmm. let Yeah, You've got a lift coming up here in just a couple of minutes, so we'll turn you loose in just a second. Yeah. But I'm just curious, <laughs> uh, when you've th- seen the growth within the program as we close and just the fact that you've got uh, a home opener coming on March the 7th at the softball complex, uh, Kelly mm-hmm. Field, just in your view, from the time you've gotten here to where the program has come in terms of facility development and the ballpark, what kind of pride, excitement yeah. level do you have for that in your senior year?
13: Oh, I love it. I mean, we've got the new hitting facility. we got lights. Um, I think it, my sophomore year was when we got the lights and then uh, the turf field. So all of that just shows like how much our hard work has really um, shown in the donors and uh, the nation in general just supporting us. And I'm excited to see uh, what we can do this year.
2: Mariah, congratulations on a hot start. As John said, back to back 13Ks. That's pretty good work. Keep it going this weekend in Palm Springs. Thank you. We'll be following you and thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Of
13: course. Thank you for having me.
2: Thanks, Mariah. Mariah Maison. I didn't mean to cut her off there at the end, but she does have a workout to get to. Can you imagine yeah, being the one well, where we got the workout ready? Well, she's on the Joe Beaver show. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, fine. No, no, no. There's a yeah. tight, strict schedule. And the strength and conditioning people, they're good people. They're understanding people. Yes. To a point. They they must understand <laughs> the uh, promotion of the program. You know, you got... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'll have to talk to Sean someday about... Sean Conaty does uh, strength and conditioning for the men's basketball team. I wish I could have heard what he said, what Bill Walton said about Sean the other day after our last home game here against Colorado, there was, the game was on the PAC 12 networks. Bill did it. I didn't go back and watch it, but somebody said, he said something about Sean Connery. And then, then the Sean Connery's name got brought up. And, <laughs> and so I'd, I'd kind of like to know what it was. Sean's a good dude. The yeah. strength and conditioning yeah. people, Jeff Macy for women's hoop, Sean Connery for, I mean, they do great jobs and, yeah, and so I and Mike McDonald for football. I don't know all of them and all the sports just off the top. of No, my but head. it's fun to get to know them yeah, on road trips. They do a great job. That's and, when you get to know them. And so I didn't. I don't want to be the one to get. Where's Mariah? She's a couple minutes late. <laughs> She's and on then, with Parker. It's the Joe well, Beaver Show. Right? <laughs> okay, all right, that so that'll work. Amy said. Amy Cinicola said twelve <laughs> fifteen. We did it, and we did. I think we did it. We actually I think cut we her loose, but ca- came up a little short. Yeah, let's take a break. And get into some open phones. And part of the, what we hope to hear, and it, certainly you can take it a different direction, and we kind of steer differently in the first half hour or so than we're necessarily expecting, but a few things to get to. Were you among the thousands who descended upon surprise? What do you think of the club? Any first impressions? It's hard to, I think it would be hard to quibble with much of anything, 56-14, through four games. So I'm not asking you to quibble. I'm just saying, what what were some of your observations about the nature of the team in this club? If you'd like to join us on that, the experience itself, and surprise, how wonderful it was to be in the sunshine with with fellow Beaver Believers again, have whatever you want to get into, women's hoops on Sunday, and that emotional, poignant moment that Ron was right in the middle of, open phones. And, and again, I say to you, Flow Sports did it, but Josh did a great job calling the games uh, you know, I, I hope you understand that we may not necessarily uh, cover that theme in great detail, but if you have some thoughts you'd like to share with us, feel free at 497-5356. Love to hear your thoughts about Beaver baseball, what you saw, what you observe, what you think this team looks like it might be capable of four games in. There's a ways to go. But does it have already the look of, hmm, yeah, this reminds me of, it feels like, etc., cetera, et cetera. I do remember in 2018, when the Beavers were winning the national championship in some of those, a couple of those games in Omaha, Kyle Peterson and others, after the guy in the seventh hole, whether Michael Gretler or Kyle Novak or whatever, will get a big hit, they would say, this lineup, this lineup, there's no easy out in it. Everybody competes. Everybody battles. I mean, is it possible? It's so early. And I don't want to put too much pressure on these guys, but did you see any kinds of signs along those lines? This lineup. 497 5356. Thanks for joining us on 1240 Joe Radio.
7: You can depend on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Have you cleaned your dryer vents this year? If not, call Middleton. Their trained technicians will inspect and clean your dryer venting system with the Rotobrush Vent Cleaning Machine. Plus, they can make any needed repairs for optimum efficiency. Clean dryer vents prevent fires, increase drying efficiency, prevent mold, and increase the life of your dryer. Give Middleton a call to schedule today online at middletonheating.net.
11: If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and go be he
4: The Peacock Bar and Grill is making eating out affordable with a $6.50 specials from 11 till 9 every day of the week. On Monday, it's a small sirloin steak dinner. Tuesday, any pub-sized burger on the menu. Wednesday, it's an open-faced hot turkey sandwich. Thursday, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Friday is a French dip. Saturday, pulled pork sliders. And Sunday, it's mac and cheese. You can always call ahead and get it to go or have it delivered. The Peacock Bar and Grill, a local favorite since 1929 on 2nd Street, downtown Corvall. Us.
7: Win meet at the Albany Gun Club March 12th meet shoot with junior beginner intermediate and advanced yardages plus games. Entry tickets are just $5 around, and you'll have a chance to win bacon, sausage, ham, and jerky. Shooting starts at nine. If you haven't joined the Albany Gun Club, join today. It's only $20 a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. The club is a great place for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Albany Gun Club, 3 and 3 quarters miles east of I5 on Highway 20. For more info go to albanygunclub.com.
0: For auto
12: glass solutions better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man.
1: Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call.
12: For auto glass solutions better call the glass man Call 541
3: 760 2277. Call the Glassman. Independent Auto Works has been servicing and repairing Volkswagens for over 50 years. They're experts on Jettis, new old Beetles, Golfs, PDIs, Eurovans, and Vanigans. And they work on most other makes and models too. They're on 13th Street near the OSU campus in Corvallis. Independent Auto Works the guys you can trust.
5: Your satisfaction is our success. Independent Auto Works.
2: We have open phones the rest of the way, and we've got, I believe, Tumwater, but you had somebody else first. Uh, Doug. Doug Doug from from Salem. Salem. So we've got a couple of veterans in the queue and look forward to hearing from many of you, we hope, down the stretch, coming off a three-day weekend, maybe some of you coming off some beautiful sunshine in Surprise, Arizona, and care to share your experiences with us? Doug may have been at the women's game. I don't know, but Doug's first up on the Downward Dog phone line this hour. Good afternoon, Doug.
10: Yes, I've noticed the number two is coming up a lot here. Um, the day, the month is zero two, and the day is twenty two, and the year is two zero two two, which is very interesting because that's also where lines up for the um, number of losses our men's basketball team has.
2: <laughs> That's a nice <laughs> so, connection. Thank you for making that for us, Doug. I hadn't been thinking of 2-2-22 two, two, <laughs> in such terms, but now, I unfortunately, you've made me. Never would have thought yeah. of that. <laughs> anyway, thanks for pointing that out. What else is on your mind, Doug?
10: Well, you just pointed out that we have only made the eight, 8 or better two times, which uh, fits right into our theme right here. And also, on the baseball side, we almost hit 22 hits in one game. We came up one short with only 21 hits, mm-hmm. but that was quite a game. We almost had 22 hits. So yes. we're on a roll here. if the number two, mm-hmm. um, over in Ben's men's basketball side. Uh, it really seems like we need a, a point guard and we don't have one. Uh, Gonzano in his column last couple of days, he said that hunt, hunt was gone. Uh, he seemed to, know something maybe we don't know or, or something, but he, he didn't just say he's out for a while. He said he's gone completely. And I noticed a couple of years ago, we had another point guard who seemed to have been playing quite well, that he seemed to, I don't know, disappeared or, or got, you know, passed leave or something. Didn't have a scholarship, or no, you know, renewed. So um, we, we just, we need a point guard, you know, and I, I didn't, I sort of listened to, listen to your, your radio show at the start of the game, but I, I, I switched off. I listened to the pregame and, and I listened to you during halftime and postgame, but I turned over to, of all places, ESPN 2 and uh, <clears throat> watched the, the, the game that went like two minutes over, over, you know, beyond the start of the top of the hour. And so uh, apparently we had a lot of turnovers right at the very beginning of the game, and, and it seemed, seemed to be happening because we don't have a good point guard. I was wondering. You knew how many turnovers we had in the first two minutes
2: or so. Well, Doug, first of all, on the point guard question, the Beavers actually have a very good one when healthy and playing well, leading the conference in assists in Deshaun Davis. So I guess I'll ask you your response to that. Do you not consider Deshaun Davis a good point guard?
10: I, I don't think that's his natural role. It would be, be more of a two or maybe a swingman. No, uh, he's a I natural he's point. He's a that. natural
2: point guard. maybe who, I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, huh? I, okay, let me say this, Doug in all with due respect. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are wrong about that part of it. Now, you are right about the Beavers not having a true backup point guard. And So if Deshaun Davis who doesn't, pl- you know, won't rarely plays 40, if Deshaun and he's had some injuries and right. some other things, when he's out, then they really are strapped. I agree with you on that. They could use Gianni Hunt. They could use another point guard, a true point guard. Now, Deshaun Davis is a true point guard and not a two. He can create for himself and score, but he's a distributor first and a very good one, leading the Pac 12 in assists.
10: Oh, okay, I'm wrong there, I guess. Okay. okay uh, That's but, all right. Um, but uh, I, I keep, like, us old guys would keep remembering back in the uh, Mil- Ralph Miller era when we went 20, 20, uh, 26 and 0. And when we came back from that LA trip, I really, really thought we were going to run the table and win the whole thing. Right? But, uh, it didn't happen, but uh, it it's just uh, <clears throat> it just keeps going on and on. I uh, will be at the game on Thursday. Uh, I know, and, and <laughs> there's no, Doug, there's very spacey at the game. Let's put it that way. It's, 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 uh, there's no long lines to buy tickets. That's for sure,
2: Doug. We we do appreciate. I mean, you, no matter. You, no matter how dour your outlook may be on everything, you're always there, and that's that's much appreciated. I'm yeah. always happy to see you coming into the games because you're a faithful fan, and we do appreciate that. Anything else on your mind? No, that's it. Okay. Just gold beaters. I just want to win, you know. I understand. <laughs> I appreciate it, Doug. We do, too, and thank you for your support, as always. He is always there. He's a great fan. Yeah. He is a, a, a tremendous fan, and it was difficult for me to – he said, "Well, I may be wrong about that, and I one of the few times in life I ever kind of said, well yeah, 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 you are.' You know, <laughs> are I don't you sure it's I one of the like, few times in your life. I don't think I've said that. Maybe to you, everyone. You say once it to me all the time. Well, that's different. That's different. <laughs> Doug's a good man and a great Beaver fan, and has been forever. Now he he." But he is wrong about needing a, a true point guard, but he's absolutely right about not enough of them. They only have one of those, and that's Deshaun Davis, who's very good. Very good. Very good, but he's missed a couple games. Yeah, and games. he's missed some games, and when he's out, it's a glaring, palpable absence to not have a true point guard running the show. There's so many things we could get into, and each time we try to steer it to... Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, we, we, we've we gotten quite a bit on men's hoops, and it's open phone, so yeah, we get that. And fine. I know it's been a long, frustrating year for all. I understand. Let's go to uh, Dave, who may take it a little different direction. We'll see. I know nothing today. Dave, good afternoon. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Good
6: afternoon, gentlemen. We're not quite home, but I feel like I can see it from here.
2: <laughs> good, good. Welcome back.
6: Well, we're east of, east of Pendleton, just came down out of the blue, I'm sorry, west, no, we're east of Pendleton, no, we are west of Pendleton, it's been a long, it's drive, been a long trip, I can tell, <laughs> uh, uh, we just came down out of the blues, saw where that 100 car pileup was, mm. there were some people who had built lean-tos, it looked like the Donner Overland Trail Party had <laughs> camped out there for a while, <laughs> wow. junk all over the place, it was really something, but anyway, great great weekend of baseball down south. Couple, A couple observations. Uh, the one that comes to mind, well, I'll just jump into them in no particular order. Among other things, the team looks bigger. I remember when Oklahoma State came to Corvallis and swept us and win one. That was a 2019 season, I think, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at their guys and looking at our guys, and with an exception or two, Adley Rutschman, most notable among them, their team they they look huge compared to the Oregon State team. Uh, this this looks like a more sizable group of guys. The pitchers are like giants unto themselves. I mean, we've got half a dozen guys it seems that are six five or taller. Uh, We're not striking out as much. We're striking out more of their guys. We're not walking. We're not hitting hitting batsmen. But there was one moment late in Saturday's game. I want to think it was the eighth inning. And I asked my buddy Scott to call up the stats because I was curious as to what the team batting average was. And it was cumulatively well north of 400 at that point. And in fact, for everyone who had more than two at-bats to that point in the series, the lowest batting average, and it was Wheeler, who of course, had a big night Sunday night, he was the lowest batting average at 285. Everyone else was north of 300. Most were ha- north of 330, and several were hitting above 400. So the team looks loaded. Uh, The coach was able to get a lot of people some playing time, which always uh, pays dividends in the long run. Great turnout. Saturday was by far the biggest turnout. I I thought it was surprising that uh, attendance on Sunday was down a little bit. For me, it was a little bit like a reunion. I saw Linda and Debbie from my fan club. (laughs) I I talked with John about that uh, last week, him and TJ. Uh, And and I reminisced with my friend Scott, who reminded me, and this will be my concluding thought, unless you guys want to redirect with any questions, Uh, he reminded me of how I was first introduced to the Joe Beaver show, which was a Joe Beaver road show, probably the spring football weekend of 2009, because I think Sean Canfield still on the team, Mm -hmm. and uh, he played a trick on me and my buddy Charlie by telling us to meet him for a bite to eat downtown before we headed to the campus for a game and some other shenanigans, and what he did was bring me and Charlie over to the road show that was in front of the old men's store downtown. That Mm -hmm. was my first introduction Mm -hmm. to you guys, so anyway, I've been going on, uh, uh, it was a great trip. Thankfully, we got through the snow and the blues. We hit some snow over in Nevada, but we're almost home. And looking, oh, we had a great dinner with Josh Saturday night, John. I maintained the tradition Good. now five years running of taking <laughs> the uh, Beaver Baseball Radio guy, uh, as Pat Casey collectively referred to you guys, uh, took the uh, Oregon State Radio guy out for uh, dinner Saturday night. So a great time was had by all but looking forward to being home and resting up a
2: little bit. You know, that Saturday game, I found the attendance figure. I was just overlooking it on the box score. When Scott Barnes marveled uh, when he joined me at halftime of the men's basketball game later that day, Dave, I said, well, I said, what was the crowd like? I said, 2,000, 3,000, because, man, I think it was bigger than that. And the official attendance Saturday was 3,856. From that standpoint, Dave, that size of crowd, I think the capacity is four. So does that would that have been Saturday? Did it look like maybe the largest turnout you'd seen in all your trips to Surprise? I
6: think the capacity
2: is closer to ten, Mike. Oh, is it? But, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah.
6: It, I've uh, never been there. But, I don't know. But but that but that was the biggest Oregon State baseball crowd I ever saw there, and I've been there every year for the last five, six, or seven, however many it is the place was just packed in your mind's eye from home plate down to the left field uh, foul line. It was almost all orange that section of the field was almost completely full. The uh, right field line, which of course is where the visiting team uh, uh, that's that's their dugout. That's where their fans aggregate. That was pretty sparse as is usually the case, but yeah, it was, it was a sight to behold uh, that uh, said, it was a good crowd for all three days but it was a a spectacular turnout
2: on Saturday. Dave, the final thing I'll ask you, just simply because you saw it with your own eyes firsthand, I listened in when I could, watched a little bit when I could, not enough to get a real feel. But we always talk about great baseball teams being strong up the middle, and for the national champion 2018 club, you're pretty good up the middle. I'm wondering now, what you saw with Kyle Dernetti getting the lion's share of work at shortstop, Travis Bazana at second, Jacob Melton in center, Gavin Logan, Tanner Smith back of the plate. Four games in, I'm not asking you to say, well, this is how they project out for the rest of the way, but just what was your thought about up the middle defense, uh, control of the game in that respect? What what were your observations there, Dave? Well, I, I think that I would
6: I subscribe to your uh, 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 perspective there, Mike. Um, um, I mean, no one's going to be as good as Adley but Although we could hope right. these guys might be, and in the future. But I thought Melton in center field because, if I recall correctly, you played in right mostly last year mm-hmm. because Preston and some other guys were in center. But uh, but having him in, and he's a big guy, mm-hmm. he covers a lot of ground. He's one of the fastest guys on the team. Right. I'm thinking he looks re- he t- he looks like. That Hendricks guy, out there, mm-hmm. he kind of lopes after ball. Great defense. Our catchers, I can't remember who was in what particular games. Uh, I just uh, would need more experience around the roster to mm-hmm. name names. But they threw out the three games we were at. Everyone who attempted to run on them. So that was of a piece with what we saw back in the Rutman era. But uh, but I, I just I just I think bottom line. I just like the size of our guys, by Remember that conversation we had a couple years ago, a couple years ago, a couple months ago, about the size of SEC football players and how difficult it is for Pac-12 football to compete on the line and many of the other, perhaps all the positions size-wise. And again, going back to seeing those Stanford teams and the Cal team and especially the Oklahoma State team and looking at how our guys, I mean, they just didn't seem to have the physical stature Mm
14: -hmm. of Mm -hmm. some
6: of those other squads. That problem has been solved. This is a big, strong, fast team, and I like our chances. I think we're loaded. Wouldn't make my reservations for Omaha yet, but I'd be checking out the flight schedule.
2: (laughs) Good way to put it, Dave. Safe travels to finish up the long journey, and uh, thank you for making the call as always. We appreciate it.
6: Glad to help out. Take care.
2: Thanks, Dave. Open phones if you'd like to join us either on the Downward Dog phone line or the University Honda text line. The same number, 4975356. His point, as we go to Mark next, his point about the physicality, I saw that in that Oklahoma State series he refers to. Mm -hmm. I also felt I saw it in the regional that the Beavers ended up losing at home that year when Cincinnati came in. I thought Cincinnati looked bigger and more physical than that 2019 club, and the 2019 club was an outstanding team. So it's an interesting observation, just the eye test, so to speak, that Dave's talking about. Mark, thank you for the call. It's been a while. Good to hear from you, Mark, on the Joe Beaver Show. How are you? Good, 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 good. Hey, a couple comments on
14: the weekend. I don't know whether there were any recruits at that women's basketball game on Sunday, but if there were, I'm guaranteeing they're coming to Oregon State. That was the classiest. Thing I've, I, I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. at a sporting event. Not not so much. I mean, yeah, the the tipping, but just the just the the love that was given out. But but I'll tell you, wow, you, Aquino. You we just fractioning warm up with the team. Wow, she would have made a huge difference. Yeah, no she was, doubt. She okay. was so smooth. Yeah, and and had length standing next to next to Mitrabrik. Her arms were probably three or four inches longer than most mm-hmm. of but she just her smoothness around the basket was just beautiful to watch. And That's it was great. It's just a yeah. crying shame. But, it is. You know, she she just never got to play. But anyhow, it was. I mean, the national anthems of the two countries plus ours. I mean, in the crowd was just. It was it was fantastic. The other comment was you were asking about the competitiveness or the, the you know the drive of the baseball team, and I think you know when when you got twenty. 20 guys competing for nine positions or eight positions, I think you're going to find they're going to stay pretty pretty hungry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this baseball season. I think it's going to be a hoot you
2: know, from, from just listening to the games. So, Mark, thank you so anyhow. much. Yeah, good to hear from you again. And thanks good, for that good, observation. Good thank yeah. you, sir. Let's take a break. Paul's up next. If you'd like to jump in with anything you observed, experienced, any remarks, something that occurred to you watching the various events over the weekend, feel free to jump in. the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line.
8: Are you considering a new look this winter? Looking for something to brighten up your daily routine? McClinton Painting can help. Interior painting can increase how you value your home and bring a new look to your daily routine. Whether you want to have a few rooms brightened up or to make over your entire home, McClinton Painting can help. We are now offering up to 30% off of our normal rates. Find us online at mcclintonpainting.com. Request your free estimate. McClinton Painting, quality painting made easy.
7: Win meet at the Albany Gun Club March 12th. Meet shoot with junior, beginner, intermediate, and advanced yardages plus games. Entry tickets are just five dollars a round, and you'll have a chance to win bacon, sausage, ham, and jerky. Shooting starts at nine. If you haven't joined the Albany Gun Club, join today. It's only twenty dollars a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. The club is a great place for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Albany Gun Club, three and three quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. For more info, go to. AlbanyGunClub.com. Every Qdoba Catering Order is a fresh-made Mexican
11: feast of hand-smashed, flame, grilled, sliced, diced, and sauteed flavors perfect for any occasion. Whether you're planning your office's tortilla Tuesday, hosting a post-game party for your intramural dodgeball team, or trying to bring in a dinner for your PTA meeting that's so good, it'll bump your kid up to an A- in Spanish class. Qdoba Catering. Fresh, hot, easy, delicious. Order today. It's a party, and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. Thunder Alley! It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music. Thunder Alley! Includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley! Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. We sell them up, you knock them down. <laughs> Highland Bowl! Highland Bowl, 9th Street, Corvallis.
4: Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. They invite you to stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff at Corvallis Floor Covering thanks you for your continued support over the last 34 years and looks forward to working with you in 2022. For more information, log on to Corvallis Floor Covering. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown. And go be leaves.
0: Whether you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change at Entech, we are looking for you. Entech is growing and offers entry level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com and click on the Careers
2: tab. We're excited. Excited to meet you. We may play just a little bit of speaking of baseball after we talk to Paul and take our final break. TJ Wheeler, a walk-off grand slam in the final game on Sunday, which and TJ himself told us it's part of a podcast this week. And he said, oh, I had no idea the game was over. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how well that was communicated. I don't think Mitch is saying, hey, let's go out and walk this off now, fellas. I mean, I right, right, just go up, take your at-bats, and as it turned out, the Grand Slam made it a 10-run rule scenario. I, I can understand not knowing that. You are dialed yeah. in. I didn't even know it. I mean, wait a second. No, I, I, yeah. I, th-
5: I thought it was a different score. I was thinking of a different game. But to hit that, to get you at two 10 runs on the last game of the weekend.
2: I remember a game against Arizona State. Around t- 2001, I can't. I think right around in there, when the Beavers 10 run ASU. ASU, Pat Murphy. <laughs> and the Beavers scored the winning run, and the, which turned out to be the 10th, to take a 10-run lead in the bottom of the eighth against mighty Arizona State to win the series on a 10-run rule against ASU. And Murphy was just, Pat was beside himself. He wouldn't leave the field and he was mad at an assistant coach. And just on the field, you could see Murph kind of poking his assistant coach in the chest and talking to him a long time after that game. One of those moments of reckoning. Murph always knew that he was in for fights against Pat Casey's team. They came in together, and when they started to compete against each other, Murph knew things were a little different now. Coming, you know, the unified conference having to come up here, Pat. Casey beat Pat Murphy's Sun Devils the day Goss Stadium at Coleman Field was dedicated when the Beavs were struggling through a 7-17 and season in conference that first year of the Unified Conference in 99. One yeah. of the wins was against Murphy and ASU. And I remember, ah, the fight's on. The battle's on between yeah. these two guys. They were good friends, and they're still good friends, but very competitive. And it yeah. was almost impossible for Murph to take losing and get getting 10 runs at Goss. And so the sense I got was he was taking it out on somebody on his staff, almost to show all of us, it ain't my fault, it's this guy's fault. Except six
5: years later, he couldn't say enough good things about J.C. No, I know.
2: That's correct. And Omaha. Yeah. A few years later, they were, he introduced, I mean, just, yeah, you're right. Good friends and always, I think, fought on behalf of the bees when he had a chance, if he was on a committee or whatever else. Unlike a guy a little further north from here. (laughs) Let's go to Paul on the Downward Dog phone line. Paul, good afternoon.
10: Oh, good afternoon, man. Hey, I missed uh, Ron singing those national anthems. I guess I got there a little, like, I think I got there like 10 minutes to an hour, so he must have sang
2: it before that. They are YouTubable. You can look them up if you want to, Paul. They're there. Oh, cool, yeah. And, and about baseball, oh, my gosh. I, are,
10: are we as good as we've seen? I mean, Especially Dernetti at shortstop, man, he made some plays that were just unbelievable. So I, I, I think up the middle we we're probably going to be pretty good.
2: It sounds like it, Kyle. Kyle, he's quick. He he's got a strong arm. His tools are are good. You know, Andy Armstrong, he was an underrated kind of guy and fielded that position so well for years. I'm not sure Kyle is quite just in terms of the overall game quite at Andy's level yet, but he'll get there, and he'll be more than solid, maybe even at times spectacular. Army just made every well, play. He made every play. Yeah. Kyle Kyle's still kind of growing into the same type of day-by-day-by-day by day by day and inning-by-inning inning consistency from what I'm hearing, but he's going to be really good at the position, I believe. Well, he's still a sophomore, isn't he? Right. Yes, he is. Yeah, no,
10: I, I think <laughs> the way I put that the game on Sunday, the second one, that was quite an exclamation
2: point. Yeah, yeah. To pull away, it got <laughs> a little tight for a while, and then they end up just pulling away again. I. That's a great weekend. I don't know how good they are yet, Paul, because it's way too early. I don't know how good Xavier is, so I don't know if the level of competition rises up much this weekend. I don't know, but I, I love the way the team went out and approached these first four games without getting to see every pitch and hear everything the sense i got was it was pretty impressive just the numbers yeah
10: the, the, the pitching was pretty good except for the uh, ninth inning mm-hmm. uh, against gonzaga on saturday
2: right right that was the only that was the only hiccup in the pitching that i saw all weekend mm-hmm. and some guys that are probably not not guys that are necessarily going to be major parts of the rotation out of the pen Mitch had a big enough lead and, and an opportunity to take a look at some of those guys who I think are they, they like for the future, not necessarily being major rotation guys this year, uh, but they got a chance to see a little bit of them, and that's good experience for, for guys like David Grew and David Case and Victor Quinn, et cetera.
10: Yeah, they, they, they got to see where not to throw the pitches, that's for
2: sure. <laughs> that's a good learning experience. <laughs>
10: Yeah, and that was against a, a pretty good hitting team in Greg right. too, so that's, that's a really good in-game experience
2: for those guys. Absolutely. Hey, Paul, we're going to take a final break and play a little bit of T.J. Wheeler, a conversation that we had with uh, T.J. Grand Slam Wheeler for the walk-off. We'll get a little bit of that next. Thanks for the call, Paul. Take a final break and hear a few minutes of this week's podcast featuring T.J. Wheeler, not one of the... The tall guys that Dave from Tumwater was referring to, but a strong, powerful hitter. Hit 21 at Yavapai last year. Has the only home run out of the 56-run onslaught over the weekend, but it was a big one. We'll hear from uh, TJ a few minutes next on 1240 Joe Radio.
11: If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services, too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and go be.
6: Hey, this is Randy Hall down at the Angry Beaver Grill getting all fired up about things going on down here. Come test your knowledge in our Tuesday night trivia enjoy food and drink specials and don't miss our Friday night prime rib and salmon dinners. Every Wednesday night starting at 5 o'clock, come try our $7 all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and salad. At the Angry Beaver, it's always game night in our upstairs video arcade and game room featuring air hockey, pinball, pop a shot, and more. So let's get fired up and support local down at the Angry Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis.
7: Kraken Cards combines the worlds of sports cards and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. OSU fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. KrakenSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at alirica.net.
4: Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids has the right tires for the right price for your Prius, Toyota, and all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Come meet Dave's new tire expert, Eddie, with 27 years' experience in the industry and save today. Need an oil change? Get $20 off your next oil service at Dave's Performance Hybrids off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany online at davesperformancehybrids.com.
7: Win meet at the Albany Gun Club March 12th meet shoot with junior, beginner, intermediate, and advanced yardages plus games. Entry tickets are just $5 around, round, and you'll have a chance to win bacon, sausage, ham, and jerky. Shooting starts at nine. If you haven't joined the Albany Gun Club, join today. It's only $20 a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. The club is a great place for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Albany Gun Club, three and three-quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. For more info, go to Albany Club. Albany Gun
5: Middleton Heating has kept Mid-Valley residents comfortable for over 72 years. Middleton can service, repair, or replace all types of brands of heating and cooling equipment. Plus, they offer financing options on new equipment and also participate in state and federal incentive programs. If your heating unit is giving you trouble, if you have kitchen or dryer venting needs, or if you're just looking for some sheet metal, call Middleton Heating today. You can count on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Find them
4: online at middletonheating.net. Stargazer Premier Florist knows that a meaningful gift can brighten someone's day and have them feel appreciated, whether for anniversary, holidays, or whatever the occasion. Stargazer Premier provides contactless deliveries with a focus on keeping families and friends connected and safe. Choose from Stargazer Premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements, bountiful bouquets, gift baskets, and houseplants. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest. Circle Boulevard, Corvallis. Last couple of minutes of uh, today's show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.
5: No show on Thursday and Friday, but for good reason. I see that uh, George texted, very upset there wasn't a Joe Beaver show the other day. (laughs) It's like, well, we can't be here all the time for you, George, but we're doing our best. Uh, TJ Wheeler joined us. Mike and I did an early podcast for OSUBeavers.com. In fact, it won't even be up for a couple of days because Taya Adams' podcast is still the main feature right now. But just a little bit of the beginning of that conversation. And why not start with the only only home run that was hit during the weekend after uh, 21 for the youngster in, uh, in junior college coming over? So, Mike, of course, starting with the
2: first question of the conversation. But what about that grand slam, TJ, a walk-off? What kind of pitch did you get? You certainly pummeled it. Tell us a little bit about your approach in that at-bat.
15: Uh, it was a one-two count, so two strikes, and I was just competing, and thinking through a uh, fastball inside, and then I just, just turned and burned on it.
2: Well, you sure did. Did you know it was gone? I mean, the, the proverbial question, did you know you had all of it and that the game was over? Did you know that was a walk-off shot? Uh, I
15: know I got a good amount of it, for sure, and in uh, a I had no idea the game was going to end, a uh, 10-run rule. I had no clue. <laughs> Only the coaches knew, apparently. You pulled it. Not
2: ours. You, uh, TJ, you pulled yeah. it with power. You hit 21 last year at Yavapai. I'm just wondering where your – generally, is your power to the pull, to, to straightaway right – where do your home runs generally go?
15: Uh, I'd say right center, left center, mostly. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's where I got the most power, for sure. Okay.
2: Right Le- so left center, though, too. So you can go that way. Tell us a little bit about the development of the swing. And it, along the way, has anybody ever said, okay, look, you, you can hit more home runs than you do, and here's what we're going to do with the arc of the swing and the path and so on. Has that been, is that kind of an ongoing evolution or what? Uh, I
15: mean, i say our swings are negative complete, but... I'd say the biggest change was my freshman year to my sophomore year in junior college. Um, my my hitting coach, Adam Heather, and a mentor really changed my mental side and my mechanics and everything and really took me to the next level as a hitter for sure.
5: TJ Wheeler, our guest on this week's edition of the Beaver Sports Podcast, third school now. Did you settle in here at Oregon State fairly quickly last uh, when fall ball started, or were you here earlier than that?
15: Uh, I was here uh, towards the end of the summer. I saw, like, the Knights' final game and stuff. So I was here for, like, a couple weeks before the fall started.
5: Now, you're leading the team in RBIs after the weekend, and it was an explosion of hits from your team. Second most in the nation, uh, 56-14 to in runs. You guys put up some incredible numbers, but you yourself right now, the leader of that pack, what were you seeing this weekend? You really settled in. I mean, that's pretty quick to settle into, you know, D one pitching.
15: Oh uh, yeah, this uh, I'd say there's more quality guys overall, but junior colleges are still there's still a lot of guys out there that are really good, for sure. And it's it's nice hanging behind Jacob and Forster, Boyd, um, Travis, uh, Wade. They they always seem to get on for me, so it's, it's pretty easy to get RBIs when they're always on,
2: you know? TJ, if you could, and John referenced it in his question, your third school, we're so glad to have you at Oregon State, but if you don't mind, let's work back a little bit coming out of Byer High School in Modesto. Is that your hometown? Did you grow up in that area your whole life? And, and then how is it that you ended up first at Sacramento City?
15: Uh, so... Yes, I'm from Modesto, California, and uh, I met a guy named Joe Thurston, which he's a he's a big leaguer out of Sac City, and he was working out Modesto Ducks, which is the Mariners organization at the time. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still the Mariners. Uh, so he's like, "You gotta go check out." I was gonna go to Merced Junior College first, and he's like, "You gotta go check out Sacramento City College," and then I went there, I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely definitely going here, 100." percent and went there for two and a half years. Loved it, enjoyed it. Uh, and then due to COVID and the season, like they they didn't have a season really. They had like a couple scrimmages. So like it's kind of like a free agent thing where I, like coaches were like calling me to come play, and then I chose Yavapai Junior College in Prescott, Arizona, and I loved it there. It was, it was pretty cool.
2: Just some of the thoughts from T.J. Wheeler, a newcomer to the Beaver baseball team and impacted the club in an amazing way, the walk-off Grand Slam. Let's get to some texts in our final minutes today. Thanks to all of you for listening and texting. Curtis, we look forward to your story about uh, the Oregon State linebacker you met. Curtis says he did something very nice for him today. Dane from Corvallis writes, Great to see the baseball team back at it in surprise. Also good to hear. And he says, Nate Warden, I'm sure he's referring to Josh. I knew his brother in high school and Josh as well. Yeah, good. Uh, thank you for that, uh, for the text. Dave, thank you. A review of several moments. Bravo to the Beeves and the Bears honoring Andrea. Josh did a great job with baseball. Wish I was in Arizona to enjoy both baseball and basketball. He was out back cutting lots of wood, listening to games. Uh, thank you, Dave, for listening As always in Sandy, Uh, Kurt from Philomath. uh, Another aspect of this year's men's basketball team, a lack of a floor leader. Now he agrees that Davis is a good point guard, but he just doesn't add the same floor leadership. And I agree with that. I mean, he's a good point guard, but just that sense of holding things together and running things and keeping the team together, the Beavers have missed. He says, Ethan and Zach Reichel, uh, in a big way, no doubt about that. Kurt. I uh, would like to offer a note to somebody text about uh, Josh's work this weekend, broadcasting beyond his years. Thank you. Did a tremendous job, no doubt about that. Another text along similar lines. Josh did a great job calling the games, says Jeff. And Jeff says he really enjoyed TJ's pregame show, too, TJ Matthewson. So thank you for that. And another text saying, I didn't know the rule book inside out, but with a 10-run rule, how did the Beavers end up with a 21-1 to win in the first game of the year? I think the ten-run rule usually goes into effect on travel days. Yes, the last game of a series, so people can teams can get to their airplane. So thank you. And by the way, we've reached out, hoping to be able to make contact with Drew Eubanks coming back home. How about that? I mean, for with a ten-day NBA contract with his hometown team, it's a great story. I'm hoping we can make contact with Drew, and I hope that'll go longer than ten days. Yeah, I do too. He'll play his way into. And the Blazers, this amazing team, here, after <laughs> all the maneuverings, playing their best basketball in a sense of the year in an odd kind of way, it's kind of a cool story in that regard. Thanks to all of you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow again on 12:40 Joe Radio.
11: K.EJ.O. Corvallis and translator. K2290i Corvallis, the home of the Beavers. 12:40 Joe Radio.